What's up, world? Welcome to Airing It Out with my Dukes and son. I'm Ziggy Blackwell. And I'm Jeanette Blackwell. Uh, thank you once again for the support. Um, we now have a Spotify channel. So yeah. um, thank you for supporting us on Facebook. But um, those are just clips. So if you would like to now see our full episodes, go ahead and follow us on Spotify at My Dukes and Son um, and subscribe to the channel and you can see our full episode. But we're going to get this this episode rolling because uh, we have a lot to discuss for this week. Let's, as we always do, we're going to jump in and talk about the Chicago Bears. Um, the trade deadline was just uh, a day ago. The Bears made quite a few moves. Um, so we want to uh, talk about the recent moves and give them a grade. But my, how are you feeling um, about the recent trades the Bears um, did at the trade deadline? Well, first of all, I I, I want to go back to what started this whole ball rolling: the trade of Robert Quinn. Uh, I'm thinking that it left the Bears feeling some kind of way. Um, it was a shocker. And then, uh, what, less than a week, we get the Roquan Smith trade. Now, Roquan has been asking for uh, 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 more money, Uh a new contract. And uh, there was some talk of making him a a team captain. But then we get the shocker that he is traded. Now, I have to think that uh, there might have been some nervousness and tension going on in that locker room. Everybody had to be coming into practice and looking at each other like, is you next? Are you next? Are you next? Yeah, You know, probably the only person that probably felt secure was Justin (laughs) Fields. Mm -hmm. He was probably the only one feeling a bit secure. And, right. and, uh, but but everybody else had to be giving every each other the side eye. Correct. Uh, moving forward, I think I'm. I like the pickup of uh, Chase Claypool. Okay. The I wide think receiver. we, you know, I have been screaming that uh, we needed a a wide receiver who is fast and can catch the ball, okay. and I see that in this young man. Yeah, I know he's only 24 years old, but he's had some spectacular catches and he has speed. He has hands. So I'm I'm feeling good about this move that the Bears have made. Um, I'm going to give it a B. You're going to give it a solid the B. The only reason why I'm giving it a B is because we gave up so much on the defense and the defense looked horrible last week. So that means right. that now... Uh, we need a leader. We need a leader on 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 the defense. Mm-hmm. Who is it going to be? So that's that's my concern. Me, but overall, me, I'm giving it a B. All right. Let me come back to that uh that leader uh void mm-hmm. uh because you know we might want to um take that a little bit further and talk about yeah. now you know carries that torch to become the leader on the defense. Yeah. But let's give my uh yeah. my case. um. For our listeners um, who did not um, get the full scope of the trades and everything, um, as my Dukes mentioned, the Bears traded Robert Quinn, and what they got in return was a fourth-round pick. 
Uh, they mm-hmm. did trade Robert uh, Roquan Smith, and they got a second round and a fifth round pick in that trade. Mm-hmm. And then they mm-hmm. turned around and made the trade for wide receiver Chase Claypool uh, for a second round pick. Um, I um, I'm gonna give I'm gonna give I'm torn because I want to go as high as a B minus, but I'm also uh, thinking about a C plus, but this is why I'm, I'm torn a little bit. Mm-hmm. I thought the Bears should have traded Robert Quinn um, a long time ago and capitalized on the big season he had last year. So Robert Quinn yeah. uh, had a fantastic season last year. Um, mm-hmm. If he didn't lead the league in sacks, he was definitely up there in the top three, but he had a fantastic year. And the Bears yeah. went into this year knowing that they were in a full rebuild mode. Um mm-hmm. And he was not a part of that rebuild because not only of his age, but his contract. And I thought, why shouldn't they have capitalized um, during the offseason? Yeah, great point. With with Robert Quinn. Mm -hmm. And maybe, you know, they got a fourth round pick, but could you have gotten maybe a third rounder or a second rounder if you traded him Mm -hmm. early? Because now Mm -hmm. he hasn't really had a good season so far this year. Right. Mm-hmm. You know, and I, you know, that had me feeling. You know, they had one sack or something like that. Maybe one or two sacks this year so far, but you haven't heard his name yeah. called out a lot. Mm-hmm. No, Roquan Smith. I think you know, I'm a fan of Roquan Smith. He is. He, you yeah. know, before last week's game, he was leading the league in tackles. He's had a fantastic mm-hmm. um, year. He has had some questionable uh, plays here and there, and yeah. but I'm a fan of, of of Roquan. And I thought maybe he was just in the wrong defensive scheme. But obviously, mm-hmm. the Bears were not going to give him the contract that he was looking for. So you you definitely had to move him and get something in return. Yes. Um, mm-hmm. So um, I'm okay with that. And with Chase Claypool, this is what I think the Bears are going to do with Chase Claypool. There's obviously a big need for a receiver, um, and I think mm-hmm. what they're trying to do is to see if they could maybe um, buy, maybe see what they have in Clay's Claypool to know how high of a draft pick. Do they need to be need to um, need to give for a yeah. new wide receiver in the offseason or do they need to spend yeah. some money yes. and trade for a wide receiver? So I think what they're trying to see is, OK, can he fill a starting receiver role or mm-hmm. do we still need to go and get somebody else? And, so, mm-hmm. and, um, and will we be uh, uh, high enough up the food chain that we can get somebody if we traded him? Well, yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. yeah. And try mm-hmm. to package it up for something else. And so, mm-hmm. you know, that Robert Quinn is the only thing that, you know, I'm still a little bit mm-hmm. sour about just because I thought yeah. they could have handled that better. But, yeah. you know, all, mm-hmm. all, in, all in all, I think what I'm going to say is they are moving in the right direction because they have mm-hmm. numerous draft picks now and they have over 100 million in salary cap space going into next year. Mm-hmm. So they're in a good situation to turn this ship uh, around mm-hmm. very quickly. Mm-hmm. Now let me ask you this: Do you think that Robert, uh, 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 that Roquan might have created some additional t- tension in the locker room because no. of uh, his? You know, he was very hurt when they traded uh, Robert Quinn, and he, you know, he he didn't make any. Uh, you, you know, he wasn't quiet about that. So do you think that might have had some I, I, I additional reason for letting him go? I don't think that that his his reaction, and I did see the clip of him 
uh, being very caught off guard once he heard about the trade. Uh, yeah. And very almost in tears. If he wasn't in tears, yeah. he there. Yeah. He catch that video. Mm -hmm. I don't think that that divided the locker room or caused any tension in the locker room. What mm -hmm. I would say is the defense was definitely not prepared to play against the Dallas Cowboys. Um, you know, yeah. last week, and that could have been just a uh, you know a carryover mm -hmm. uh, from that. And what that really shows, Ma, what that really shows is the absence of a defensive leader, someone to galvanize yeah. everybody and say it's a business, but we got to we got to get the business. Yeah. Yes, because so these young boys is. are so, still learning the business end of it. Right, and so let's let's go back let's go back to that defensive defensive void because right now you have a couple different options. The Bears could. You know, try to stay young and get some young defensive mm -hmm. players. They could try to spend some of that money next year mm -hmm. and go out and get a big name vet. But somebody got to step up. For the somebody time being, let me ask. Up. Let me start here. Let me start here, Mom. For the time mm -hmm. being, for the people on the roster right now, who becomes mm -hmm. the defensive captain? Who? Huh. And I know where you're going, <laughs> but this this dude, this dude, we can't give him a name. <laughs> I mean, he, he he got a name. He got a name on the back of the jersey and everything. We can't give him a name. <laughs> oh, okay. Oh. What are we talking about? Eddie Jackson. Eddie Jackson. Eddie Jackson is the longest tenure player on the roster now. You know, I just don't know if he is ready to fill that uh, that void. I'm just not seeing it. He's here today, gone tomorrow, asleep at the wheel. Then he makes a big play, and we think, okay, 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 you know. Eddie Jackson siding, that's what we text every single week. Yes, Eddie Jackson siding. Yes. He, he's just not consistent. Right. But, but then there's, you know, no one else who is a name, name grabber, you know. There's no one else. So it's got to be him. It has got to be him. It's got it is. It, it's just got to be him. You know what? This is where we can leave off this topic and, and go so, go to, and, and transition on. The remainder of the season is going to tell us a lot of how much we have in Eddie Jackson because he, the, yeah, the defensive caption captain defaults to him as being the longest tenured defensive player on the roster. He's one of the By longest tenured players on the entire roster, and. Mm -hmm. If we don't see uh, strong play for him, and if we see chaos on the defense, well, it's going to mm -hmm. say a lot about do we bring him back next year? Yes, yes, yeah. So yes, definitely, definitely, definitely. And just to uh, wrap it up, I don't think we should stop looking for a wide receiver. No, no. Because really, we really, make that clear. really, we're, we're not done with that with that receiver position. We just plugged no. the good. We plugged the hole. Right. This is That's what I would be doing. This is what I would. This is what I would. 
this is what I would encourage the Bears to do. Even if Chase Claypool has a has a great year, even a, a mm-hmm. moderate year, you know, mm-hmm. to in the season, because it is hard to like ask somebody to come in and learn a whole new playbook and everything midseason. Yeah. But even if he has like a moderate year, you still realistically only have two wide receivers going into next year. And so they do yeah. need a replacement. I would hope that the Bears will be looking at some of like the waiver wire. Any wide receivers yeah. that have been waived at the deadline, pick them up. Yeah. Pick them up. Bring them in. Yeah. That's a good, good point. point. Yes. Good point. I like that. Yeah. Right. I forgot about that because there are probably some good ones floating around out there. Mm-hmm. That uh, might be worthy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. All right, but all in all, um, we do. We are excited about the the trade deadline moves, um, and we feel the Bears are moving in the right in a in a good direction. Yes. Yes. Right. I'm not disappointed at all. All right. Um, we actually have breaking news um, for this next topic. Um, this news just hit the the wire um, mm-hmm. late last night. Um, Steve Nash, um, has been, uh, what they, they say part ways, but we all know what that means. You so a body. Yeah, we don't need your services anymore. The coffee to go. Yes, exactly. The coffee to go. So head coach, uh, Steve Nash of the Brooklyn Nets, mm-hmm. um, um, has been let go. Um, there's reports that the Brooklyn Nets will replace him with former head coach of the Boston Celtics, uh, Ime mm-hmm. uh, Udoka. Uh, mm-hmm. But regardless of that, regardless of who they fire, um, you know, my first question is, um, who is the most to blame for the Brooklyn Nets uh, struggles? They got swept last year in the playoffs. They mm-hmm. offered a four start this year. So who's mm-hmm. first to blame? Now there's Kevin Durant, Kyrie mm-hmm. Irving, Steve Nash, and Ben Simmons. Mm-hmm. For me, Ma, before mm-hmm. I toss it over to you, um, mm-hmm. is I feel that Kevin Durant is most to blame uh, for the okay. Nets. You know, mm-hmm. um, only because he is the best player on the team, mm-hmm. the culture of the team, and so as the best player of the team, you set the culture of the team. You asked. For some of these moves, you asked for Steve Nash to be the head coach. You asked mm-hmm. for James Harden to be traded, which they got Ben mm-hmm. Simmons in, in return. Mm-hmm. Um, you wanted to team up with Kyrie Irving. Mm-hmm. Why you left the Why you left the Golden State Warriors and everything? Mm-hmm. And I think he is a hell of a player, but I do uh, think that he is most uh, to blame for their struggles because he's has a responsibility to set the culture, and the culture is mm-hmm. very toxic right now. Uh, mm-hmm. in in Brooklyn. But uh, let me uh, toss it over to you, Ma. What do you what do you think is the issue in in Brooklyn? Well, I disagree with you there. I don't blame Kevin Durant because to me, Kevin Durant has never been a leader. Okay. Kevin Durant has always joined teams that had leaders. And that's how he got his rings. And that's my my opinion. If okay. if, Kevin, if Kevin Durant was the leader, we would have saw that in OKC. We and we would have seen it in Brooklyn. And we would have seen South it. And we would have seen it long before now in Brooklyn. Mm-hmm. So I've never uh, uh, viewed him as a leader, or as the leader that everyone seems to think he is. As far as who's to blame, I never saw. I never saw Steve Nash as, as being a head coach of all those 
egos and all that talent. Mm -hmm. I think Steve Nash was just out of his league. All right. Uh, I just don't see him ready for a head coaching job. And there's so many other people out there that I think that could could have been out there who could have coached this team and even gotten them further in the playoffs. They wouldn't have been swept, mm-hmm. I don't think. I, I, I Now, I do think that Kyrie is a distraction, and I think they need to be looking to move him, move, just move him along, try to see what they can do. Okay, so let, 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 me ask, let me ask you this then. Um, what do you think the Nets should do outside of having a new head coach? What do you think they should do this year to uh, turn the ship around and become a championship contender? I think it's going to have to be the new head coach, starting with the head coach. All right. I think it's going to be, and I think picking up uh, eBay or Duco, I think, what is his name? Emay. Emay or Duco. I think that that's a good move. I think that uh, because the man is the proven coach and all this this, this uh, uh, baggage uh, uh, about why he was let go in Boston, I, I, at least I've moved on beyond that because it's to the tangle. And I right. think that that's a, you know, we still haven't gotten the full story behind that. And at this point, I don't even care anymore. Right. Uh, because, again, that's water over the bridge. I think that he is a strong enough leader that uh, that Kyrie needs. Kyrie needs somebody with a with, with a strong ego. I think he's, he's strong too sense much of discipline. 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 And and because he pretty much sat down last night against the Bulls. I saw that. Yeah. He just sat that down. I mean, he didn't score any points until what the fourth quarter. Mm-hmm. And. Uh, Ben Simmons, I don't know what's going on with him. He's he they, he hasn't been in double figures all since the season started. At, from what it I'm seemed, seeing, it seemed, it seemed like Ben Simmons cared more about his sideline wardrobe than <laughs> preparation for the game. I mean, yeah, it's crazy. I mean, I'm not even sure if he really wants to play basketball. That's I don't think he wants. You know, he's not showing me that he wants to play basketball. So. Again, he shoulders some of the blame. It's not one big play. It's not one player. It's a combination of of these players. And I think that the overall uh, uh, detriment was Steve Nash was just not equipped to handle, well, I'm not going to play this game, and I'm not going to play because uh, COVID. I'm only going to play home games. And, Mm -hmm. you know, he just, just to me, never established himself as a strong head coach. Right. And so I think that uh, them bringing in, letting him go, and and I do feel that bringing in the Nets, uh, 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 bringing in Boston's former coach would be a start in the right direction, but he's going to have to put his foot down with Ben Simmons and Kyrie. All right. So um, as we wrap this segment up, um, my, my Dukes, um, you expecting to see a lot from this new head coach, but also you're going to yeah. keep your eye on uh, Kyrie mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. as, you know. Uh, Keeping my eye on him. As a key mm-hmm. piece. Um, You know, as I mentioned before, I think, you know, Kevin Durant is a heck of a player. Uh, definitely one of the top three no players doubt. in the league. Uh, but mm-hmm. I, I would like to see him. Um, he doesn't have to be a leader, 
but I mm-hmm. would just like to see him set a, a culture tone um, mm-hmm. in this locker room, uh, which mm-hmm. a coach can do um, instead. But, uh, mm-hmm. but we're going to be seeing uh, how the Nets mm-hmm. uh, move forward uh, with a new head coach. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay. All right. All right. So this brings us to our final segment um, of the show, the airing it out. Uh, this is when we air it out on any topic from sports to world news, entertainment, politics. We take it anywhere. And for this uh, uh, weekly airing it out segment, we're going to concentrate on the upcoming midterm election because we are less than one week for the midterm election. If you are not registered to vote, you can still register right now. Um, so, uh, you know, definitely look uh, at your ability to still register. Uh, but the midterm election is very important because I will say before we jump into this topic is if you are unhappy with the direction of the country since the presidential election, mm-hmm. this is your opportunity to uh, to look for change based on your uh, your local representatives or your state representatives, even on down to your school board. So there's a lot uh, that's there's a lot of, of reasons why this midterm election is important. Think about Roe versus Wade, everything, but we'll jump into that a little bit uh, later. But preparing for the upcoming midterm elections, uh, what do you what do you want to air it out on? What are you most concerned about? Well, I'm most concerned about uh, uh, the uh, voter intimidation and all the hatred and vitriol that's going on on social media. We've got, uh, first of all, I'm very concerned that uh, more attention hasn't been given to armed men sitting out in front of polling places in uh, states out west. That's very intimidating Mm -hmm. uh, to be sitting in front of a polling place with an AR-15 rifle. It's actually illegal. You know, talking about you trying to make sure that there's no illegal voting going on. Yep. That's just masking voter intimidation. And it's illegal. And it should be illegal. It, it should is. be illegal. It is illegal. Mm-hmm. Because, yep. you know, who wants to come up in a polling place and you see men sitting out there with, with bandanas over their face and AR-15 rifles? Who's going to cap mm-hmm. off mm-hmm. at any moment? Mm-hmm. So to me, that, that, that I'm so I'm so shocked that n- more attention hasn't been given to that. Mm-hmm. Number two, the t- Twitter. We have a new owner of Twitter now, Elon Musk, uh, the owner of Tesla, right? Has, uh, purchased uh, Twitter, and there's some talk that he might let people who have been banned from Twitter back on. But aside from that. Let's look at what's going on on Twitter now that since he has purchased it, it's so much hate and so much threatening uh, tweets floating around. And people are just, just it's a free for all. Uh, we've got people, uh, uh, Nancy Pelosi's husband was attacked. How much of that was because of what he uh, saw and was posting on Twitter. And then we've got people saying, that's okay. She deserves it, you know, or he, who, I mean, an 82 year old senior citizen deserves to be hitting his home uh, with a hammer. Mm-hmm. And you, you coming in there with zip ties and so on and so forth. So 
I think that's that domestic people, terrorism. This is terror. The, the terrorism is 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 just off the chain, mm -hmm. and uh, people need to just uh, uh, take a step back. Maybe not even just even answer some of that material that's being posted. You don't have to comment on any every and everything. You don't have to join every fight on Twitter. Okay. And so I'd like to see most uh, people uh, scaling down and thinking about joining whatever argument that either side is making. Whether you disagree or not, just go and vote for your candidate and let your vote speak for itself. All right. Okay. For me, um, I'm going to air it out. Um, um, with concerns about um, some of the close races um, mm -hmm. that are really going to um, shift the direction of the country for the remaining years that Biden is in office. Um, I will yeah. say, as an Illinois resident, um, anyone here is listening to this, as a reminder, one of our uh, state senators is up for um, a re-election. Um, so Tammy Duckworth, um, yes. one of our U, uh, state senators um, is on the ballot. Um, so, you know, the state Senate is very important this year, um, everyone, uh, because right now, one of the reasons why um, bills haven't been passed or one of the reasons why um, Roe versus Wade um, was changed um, and some of the promises that were made during the presidential election haven't happened is I'll give you the reason and we'll get back into the airing it out. Uh, the one, the biggest reason is although the Democrats control the U S Senate right now, what's happening is the Republicans in the, uh, in the Senate are voting 100% in opposition of any democratic bill, 100% lock in arms. Mm -hmm. And even though the Democrats control the Senate, there are two senators who, designate themselves as uh, Democrats are voting with Republicans and that's Manchin and Cinema. So they are voting opposed to democratic um, uh, bills um, and agendas and voting with the Republicans. And so right now things are just being, you know, just locked in, uh, mm -hmm. in Congress. So that's the reason why this midterm election is so important because right now we have several key races that are going to determine if you know, moving forward, are we going to have a democratic controlled center with a little bit more uh, power or are now are we going to have a Republican controlled Senate? So I want to let everybody know that in the state of Illinois, we do have a, a state senator up for re-election, uh, Tammy Duckworth. Um, mm -hmm. There are also four key races in the state of Arizona, Pennsylvania, Georgia and Nevada. They are saying like those races are going to determine who controls the Senate Senate moving forward. So go out there and vote. But what I'm most concerned about um, right now is, again, I got to go back to what's happening in Georgia. Um, yes. I'm still very concerned. Very that I'm still very, I talked about this in, a, in an episode um, a couple of weeks back. I'm still very concerned that the race between uh, uh, Warnock and Herschel Walker is still this close. Uh, because Herschel Walker is a very incompetent candidate. Um, you know, as I mentioned, um, he has yet to prove that he's a resident of Georgia, which is a requirement to 
be a you be a state senator yeah. in that state. Um, and as a person who has um, campaigned on um, abortion uh, being illegal, um, and um, mm-hmm. campaigned about about this, there are several reports now from multiple women who are now coming out that said that Herschel Walker encouraged me to get an abortion, um, which he has campaigned that he is against um, abortion. And so yeah, he has not commented on that. Uh, but again, I'm very concerned about that. So if you're in the state of Georgia, I just hope that you uh, go ahead and um, listen to both candidates um, and mm-hmm. go to that that poll, uh, go to that ballot and make sure that you're definitely going out to vote. But you know the differences between both candidates because they are very, they're two very different candidates um, mm-hmm. that we've seen thus far. And Georgia is a very important race. Very important. That is a very important race. One of the most important of all the uh, uh, campaigns uh, this voting season. Mm-hmm. So Georgians, yep. get out there and uh, really think about these two candidates and really look at who's most qualified. Absolutely. So uh, so once again, I'm airing it out. Um on the uh, the continued tight race in the state of Georgia between Warnock and Herschel Walker, that should not be a tight race, but it is. Um, and uh, you know, I'm most concerned about voter turnout. Please go out there and vote because a lot is at stake uh, with the United States Senate in this upcoming midterm election. Ma, again, what are, what are you most concerned about? Um, just summarize that once again. Um, very much so. Getting out and voting and not being intimidated by uh, the hatred that's going around out there. Uh, if you see something, say something. If you, mm-hmm. if, you, if, if you see somebody making a threat against anybody trying to vote, call the authorities of some, uh, the police or whoever, uh, call 911. Right. But nobody should be uh, dissuaded from voting. It is a civic duty and a right. Absolutely. And by the way, it is illegal. It is a le- illegal to have a firearm um, near a polling place. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. Uh, I can't an believe open, that, an, uh, open, an open an open firearm at a polling. Yeah. place. an open yeah. firearm. Um, yes, yes. I want to state that. But that wraps up this week's episode. Um, once again, thank you for your support. Um, any final comments, Ma? Um, remember to turn those clocks, uh, back, uh, fall back, spring forward, fall backward. You know, the rule, the motto. So don't get, don't get caught late for church. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Once again, um, thank you for your support. Uh, once again, this is Aaron and I with my deuce and son. I'm Ziggy Blackwell. And And I'm Jeanette Blackwell. We will see you next time. Bye-bye.